welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about doom, galactic mutiny, slaughter guilt, and newly sworn enemies. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover chapters 33 through 36 and epilogue, surprise, <laughs> of... New Jedi Order Book 2 Dark Tide 1 Onslaught to wrap this puppy up. Yeah. Man. It's taking a lot of pages of my notes here. It's taking a lot of weeks of my life. <laughs> feels like we've been reading this book forever. We missed a couple weeks, but oh boy. What mm. a long time it's been to get, oh, I don't know, kind of back where we started. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. First, bum, bum, bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Corin pours torment into students. Leia loses a Nogri. Jason and Anakin butcher slaves. Ganner saves students. Slash rats save Horn. Luke Skywalker force hijacks a black hole. That was really the the big headline of the last episode. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. And nearly killed the man, or at least put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. As apparently many things do. Exhaustion. That was last week, Tim. Stop. Yeah. Stop talking about it last Sorry, week. Black holes. Don't. That's over. Huh. This week, actually, that's never going to be over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Uh, they use it in their technology. These Yuzhan Vong. Black hole talk, never going away. As far as I remember, anyways. I can't see why it We're going to have to come up with clever ways around it and over it and under it, but there's no getting away from it. Oh, I got to a good line at the end there. I wasn't sure what I was going to say. <laughs> Before, <laughs> let's quit while we're ahead. Chapter 33. Jaina Solo rolled her X-Wing to port. That's quote. Mm-hmm. The very first sentence... Of chapter 33, Jaina Solo rolled her X-Wing to port. There it is again. There it is again, man. She's doing the exact same thing as the last time we saw her. Last time we seen her, she was rolling to port. Mm-hmm. Here she is, and we start with the exact same sentence, which just drives me nuts. How did anyone in this process let that happen? Unless it's going to be really important that she's... Go zipping to the right all the time. Somersault right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, wait, port. Sorry, left. Yeah, port's <laughs> left. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, is this why? Why? Why 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 is she always going the same direction? <laughs> is this like a Zoolander thing? Where she's like, I can't turn I can only turn one direction. So like to, she's gotta turn all the way to turn right. It's gotta go three lefts. Mm-hmm. It just pissed me off to see that sentence again right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Make her do something else. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty cool. <laughs> Should have her do something other than roll to port. Has <laughs> she ever rolled a starboard in her life? Star Starburst? No, just kidding. Starbird though? How do you how do you pronounce it really? Starbird. Starboard. I know, but nobody says starboard. No. Right. See, that's weird. That's how it's spelled. But I think we pronounce it starboard. 
Like B-U-R-D, not B-I-R-D. Oh, wait a second. They're flying. Aren't all the ships starbirds, technically, when they're in space? Here's the thing. She's flying her X-Wing. Some crazy noise outside right now. She's flying her X-Wing over this massive slaves and giant potato bugs mm-hmm. and things with pokey spines on them at, what's the name of this planet again? Not too brilliant. This is Dantooine. We're at Dantooine. Yes, we are. Yeah. Don't we know it? They just finally said it at the end of the last episode. Huh. But anyway, she's flying over this war, this battle, this, I guess, beginning the with the real first full engagement of the war. Like, this has ground fighting as well as space fighting and sky. And, fighting. and like, the actual, like... Um, New Republic, the Star yeah. Force is actually there. Whatever, Star Force. Star Fleet. Force. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. Well, they're actually not there because it's just... Remember Leia and Elagos took off in the shuttle from the Ral Roost? So it's like oh, them yeah, and is. Rogue Squadron. And where is <laughs> all the rest of the firepower that we had before? I don't know. It turns out it doesn't matter because Jaina, like I said... Flying over the battle. She is much like her brothers, just butchering slaves. Mm-hmm. But Jaina feels bad about it. She pulled up, trying to climb her X-Wing above the sensation of life forms dying. But their pain and despair clung to her like mud to a boot. She detested having to slaughter so many individuals. But she also knew she had no choice. She feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. Have, you have no choice, though? Yeah, she reconciles Are it Are you pulling that trigger? Are you pulling that trigger? Well, it's the rationalization that you have to have, right? When you're, like, doing bad things to people who don't deserve it. Like these reptoid slaves. Yeah. Sorry if you're a lost cause. We are immediately assuming. Mm-hmm. We can't possibly, you know, recapture you and rehabilitate all the coral out of your body and back to sanity. Nope. <laughs> or just one, just try and do one for the future. Just, we can't even, the, you know what? We know on site, garbage people. <laughs> Light them up with an X-Wing from the sky. But she feels bad about it. So, heroes, right? We, we're, we're heroes. Ah, uh, it's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly and it's gross. And maybe that's the point and let's stick with that. Let's hope for moments of reflection on how horrible all this is and how you're butchering innocent people, sort of. Yeah. We'll see. She feels bad for now. Her job, though, is to cover the escaping freighters. Remember where we left off was uh, Princess Leia telling her sons to get in the shuttle because we're flying away now? Yeah, we're leaving. Well, we don't have enough supplies to... That's why we had to stop here in the... Oh, did you see my cows out front? (laughs) <laughs> oh if anybody's a fan yeah, of twister twister reference i watched Dan- that danielle listens to this she'll love that i watched that movie about a month ago it's man good. it's such a good movie <laughs> anyways <laughs> especially that particular line mm-hmm. the steaks are delicious where'd you get them from well did you see my cows out front no oh <laughs> <laughs> anyways come on focus back to the star wars 
Her job is to cover the freighters as they escape the freighters full of now minimal survivors. Yeah. Because we had to stop here and the Yuzhan Vong didn't stop pursuing us, right? Mm-hmm. All the way from Dubrillion across the galaxy to Dantooine. I don't know how far apart these planets are. There's a map in the front. I don't yeah. know. You check that out. While I will. I think and talk. All right. Now, here's something else we find out. She ha- She's flying cover. Uh, for these freighters, partially because half of Rogue Squadron has died here on the fighting at Dantooine. Half of Rogue Squadron has died. And that it hurt that sucks even more when you go back and remember like specifically focusing on how young everyone was. Yeah. Half of Rogue Squadron is gone. How far apart are these planets? A thumbs width? Uh, not <laughs> A even. A fingernail? Yeah, it's they're not far. They're like because they don't show all the planets. Sure, There's sure. only one planet between Debrillion and Dantooine. Well, skip, jump. Yeah. Here we are. And the Vong followed us. Probably a couple way. hours. Ch- chasing and shooting all the way. That's the thing. And we can't now jump directly to Agamar because there's a big Yuzhan Vong ship in the way using their black holes mm-hmm. <laughs> as a interdictor yeah. cruiser. Like the old... Empire tech. With right? the, yeah, the gravity well generator, yeah. Yeah, where they're like, you can't jump past us because your science computer thinks that I'm a planet. Can't you just, like, push go anyways? <laughs> Aha! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bypass just, I'm it. asking for a friend. But we can't jump. There's a big ship in the way. And we cut to... Leia Solo... Telling everybody that they're doomed. For real this time, though. Not just trying to scare people. Yeah. She's on the shuttle with Luke and the and the kids. And she's like, we're doomed. Yeah. Look at, they're not stopping. We can't get out of here. If we try to run away, they'll kill us up there. If we stay down here, we're dead down here. We're doomed. Which is like, real downer coming from her. And also doesn't seem right coming yeah. from her. She... She should be like the okay, the we need a plan. We're doomed, but we need a plan. Yeah, let's think. Of <laughs> We're gonna we die, but we need a plan, right? Yeah. But you know, she's maybe she just doesn't even get that far because she's like, "We're doomed," and Luke says, "Quote, that's not certain," which must be a Jedi keyword because <laughs> Leia's like, "Aha." You had a vision, didn't you? Yeah. The Force <laughs> is telling you we're not gonna die. That's not certain. That's the magic word, right? Mm-hmm. The future is always in motion. Uncertain the future is. Right? And and he he's even uncertain as to whether he had a force vision. I was like, yeah, me too. Glimmerings is what I think the word he uses. Because that just, okay. Yeah. If there's ever been a deus ex machina, it's the force. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When they're like, I don't know what to do. There's no way I can get out of this situation. That's, you know, I guess one of the things you have to concede in any fantasy story, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they might solve this problem with magic. Yeah, magic is real. <laughs> but to at the end of the book be like, we're dead. We're getting murdered. Here's the onslaught. We're definitely going to get killed up top or down below. And then, ooh, I had a vision. And we cut to Admiral Crefe finally arriving with the Ral Roost. And whatever backup support that surprise surprise provides. 
<laughs> that surprise provides. And when he showed up, yeah, I thought he was here the whole time. And then I was like, where has he been? Where has where did the yeah? Because the Rowl Roost was at Dubrillion, right? Yeah, and they all because that's off. where they took the shuttle from. Did he have to like go report to some superiors? He's the admiral. Or maybe they ran into a different one of these cruisers and maybe had to we'll find out. Hang out, but there why weren't bit? they here? I don't understand. And I'm willing to admit there could be a good reason that was given to us, and I don't understand, or I missed it. Because I don't even know where we are for so much of this book. Yeah. At the end, anyways. The first two-thirds, pretty clear. <laughs> but here at the end, man, I keep losing it. But Admiral Crayfray. Crayfray? <laughs> he's Crayfray, bro. <laughs> I, I like his name. Crayfray arrives, and he's just in time to disable that great big Yuzhan Vong ship. With just the right amount of torpedoes that he has left or whatever. Yeah, him and another ship, they shoot like 80 torpedoes yeah. at this thing. Because he shows up with like, you know, his fleet. Yeah. And they overload the thing. And ta-da, we save all of our main characters. At once. Which is fine, they're all at one place. Mm-hmm. But he just swoops in, saves everybody, minus Han. <laughs> who now, imagine this. Ral Roos doesn't show up. Everyone of his living family dies here on Dantooine. And he is drunk as a cyber skunk <laughs> in some cantina on Coruscant. Yeah. And everyone here dies because they didn't have the superior flying skills of Han Solo at their side. Just imagine. Didn't happen because Admiral mm. Crefe came... Jumping in, and he's like, "Oh, we came out of hyperspace a few seconds earlier than I expected." Because there's this interdictor shit yeah, happening he, here, right? He has that extra few seconds to get the the missiles ready, and yeah. Anyways, now we're gonna go to Coruscant and go tell the Senate, "Smarten up! Look at here's everything that happened. Look at what we found out here: alien invaders." Yeah, like we told you. Idiots. <laughs> How about a chapter title? Um, regrets. Ooh. Crefe ex machina. Okay. Because <laughs> boy, did he ever just all of a sudden appear in the machine? There he is. Popped in and out of outside of the machine. Excuse me, ex machina. But I mean, everyone's saved, so that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Problem not solved at all. But <laughs> once again, delayed. Same thing as the end of the last book, right? Which we're starting a 19 book series of a war. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to wrap it up in the first one or the second one, but it feels just too similar to me. We'll talk about that next. Yeah. Week. Chapter 34. Gavin, Leia, Crefe, and Senator Elagos. Present their crazy week. Has it been a week? However long. They t- they they gather up the chief failure's council. He's going to fail you. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably about a week to get I, from. I don't know. The outer However long area. that they've been running from the Yuzhan Vong and finding them hidden within their refugees and getting exploded by potato bugs and what have you. Well, reptile slaves. 
They're telling this to the high council. High council. What am I saying? To the council of the new republic. Hosted by, what's the word? Overseen by, aha, uh-huh, chief of state. <laughs> Borsk failure. Host, hosted. And it turns out they still aren't listening. Yeah. They're not having it. They're like, yeah, well, sure that happened, but this, that means, that doesn't mean what you think it means. It could mean anything. Uh, just because they're there doesn't mean they're also here. Just because they're at two places near each other doesn't mean they're everywhere. They're being very dismissive of all the evidence. Mm-hmm. So Gavin stands up. And quote, his contracted his hands into fists. Just a little typo there. Just mm-hmm. for funsies. I like that stuff. It's not annoying. Like rolled to port every other chance you get. But his contracted his fists. Hands into fists. So anyways, that's bad, right? <laughs> yeah. This seems like not the thing to do at a Senate meeting. And things are now going south, right? Here's the chief of state. Let's stand up threateningly. Yeah. Whoops. But we get it. He's a dick. Yeah. Furry little dick. Gavin stands up and mouths off. Mm-hmm. So does Crayfay. And it turns out the New Republic government has been hiding, covering up other Yuzhan Vong attacks in the galaxy. Hiding evidence at places like Garki, for example. I really liked that planet name. G-A-R-Q-I. That's a sci-fi name. If I, that's a great name for like a little, I don't know, some sort of little bouncy pet. <laughs> some, you know, some little weird animal, alien animal pet thing. Gurky. Anyways, the Yuzhan, not, I mean, the Yuzhan Vong have been at work at this war already. Mm-hmm. And the government knows that they've been covering it up. They've been hiding it from the people because they're politicians, right? They know, oh, we'll, we'll look bad. Yeah. It must be close to election time or something. Yeah, Borsk is a great leader and threatens Gavin's career. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you, this is your retirement? Oh, you're going to mouth off to me? Yeah. It must be because you're retiring? Yeah. No. He's really good at politics. So after Borsk failure mouths off to Gavin, after Gavin mouths off to him, Admiral Crayface stands up and he starts mouthing off to his cousin, mm-hmm. Borsk. And he threatens to mutiny the entire New Republic military. <laughs> hey, well, this got out of hand pretty quickly. It escalated that so fast. escalated quickly. Whew. P.S. The subtext of this entire scene is uh, never count on a political leader to care about anything except for their own power. You know, the, like the thousands and millions of people that are dying to the Yuzhan Vong? Well, you could save millions and thousands more if you were not keeping it a secret and if you were actively helping. Yeah. (laughs) And so, well, it turns out you can't trust the government to take care of you. Yeah. They kind of like strong arm into it. Like like, I'm going to take the entire fleet. We're going to go and start our own empire. Yeah. And you're going to be left with nothing. And if that's not good enough, maybe we'll just overthrow this government and put Leia Solo in charge again. Yeah, I'll and come, then, I'll come and, and I'll Leia, fix it for you. Leia stands up and gets the mouth off herself. Yeah. She says, is that what you want, Chief Failure? Do you want to be humiliated? Do you want to be remembered as the one who led the New Republic to such ruin that I had to rescue it again? 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, uh, you're 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 blowing it, dude. Yep. And uh, you know we're not deep enough into like the political thread of whatever plot is happening behind the scenes of why these people are are covering things up, why they're not just actively helping and doing the right thing. Part of it that we've gotten across the two books is that Borsk Felia has like this just impetuous jealousy of Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. Like she gave up the position that he now holds and he just whatever, right? Out of jealousy, he is condescending and dismissive of her. Yeah. But clearly that's leading him in the wrong direction because mm-hmm. the the admiral of the military almost just tried to overthrow your whole government. Woo, pretty direct to the point there for her. Would you like to blow it so badly that I have to rescue you, guy who hates my guts? Right. It becomes personal, and I literally pointed at you, but it is yeah. pointed. Yeah, because <laughs> she's she's done it. I think specifically with him before, even. Yeah, they <laughs> they have bad blood for sure over the books, and well, he's embarrassed enough already. So let us work. Let's come to some terms. Mm-hmm. Terms such as uh, we're gonna uh, you're gonna have to let the military run itself. The government is not gonna tell us what to do. Thanks. Which that's its own problem that's a <laughs> yes, major problem yeah that's like scary. In, in terms of like belief in your government and, and belief in the in the foundational structure of this entity that is supposed to serve thousands of planets you're now not in charge of the military yep okay because you blew this conversation mm-hmm. so badly the military has essentially, with authority, seceded from your government. Yeah, we are our own power now, and we will come to you. We will we help. Will, we're going to do what we need to do to fight this war, and you're going to do the politics. You're not going to tell us where to be or where we can't go, mm-hmm. like Garky, or <laughs> maybe he wasn't allowed to go to Dantooine. Yeah, maybe he got held up. He just he had to park halfway, whatever planet was halfway in between. <laughs> and then he's like, well, Criff this. And he just finished. I don't know. Yeah. Why weren't they there the whole time? How did all those refugees get there? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Did he have to leave somewhere and go do something? I don't remember. It could be a tidbit I missed. But why weren't they there? Anyways, anyways, anyways. The military will be self- Governing. Yeah. <laughs> Waved my hand like a fish fin. <laughs> that helped me get that word. Also, uh, you're going to set up a whole system to help all the refugees that we're going to have. Many, many of them already. And many, 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 many more to come. Based on the onslaught at Dan Tween, right? Oh, and third, you're going to broadcast our report unedited, unhindered, to the entire population of the New Republic, you sneaky bastards. That's the Put only it one. on the news, and you're going to let us say the truth out loud. And that's the only one that he has a problem with? He's, yeah, he's because. Like, yeah, because he's he's being a jerk and failing. He's <laughs> he's he's like, okay, I'll, but I want to look over to make sure you're not screwing me first. That's the, that's the, his whole motivation is not... The people will be scared or or towns and cities will be chaos and, and whatever. 
No. The only reason why he wants any authority over what they're going to say is so that they don't say he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Which he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to fail you. And they, they agree to that. Yeah, that's fine. Deal. And then we cut to Gavin pondering his family life, which is very much war-torn. His widowed sister and their children live with him and his wife, and his wife's brother died in the war or something. Mm-hmm. Two, these are fighter pilots in the military, right? This is the kind of life that you have. And he's in mourning, reflecting on all this new violence and how that it's affecting him. He's thinking about it a little bit, Tim. Yeah. A little bit. We want that, right? That's mm-hmm. what we want. Only a little bit, though. And then he starts thinking about how, oh, there's one good thing that came out of all this recent craziness. Jaina Solo rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's actually is what he thinks. She's she going to be around for a bit. Yeah, bud. We know it. We know she rocks. You don't got to tell us, Gavin. But I mean, I guess you do because all you had her do was roll left. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, and then Wedge Antilles and Tycho Kelchu are sneakily in his office drinking whiskey and telling him, "We're too old to fight." But we're here to help you in the war. Whatever you need for the war, we're here to offer help for the war. Because the war is on. In case you missed in these two pages of text, the word war five times. Mm-hmm. War, because it's a war now. Officially government sanctioned. It's on. Yeah. We're not. This isn't like a. Because where we started was, was with. Oh, my God. The rogues. What were they doing hunting for Jedi, hunting for rogue Jedi out on the edge of the galaxy? Yeah. Bert Skitter being a ding dong out messing up diplomatic relations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it, it has just become a runaway situation ever since then. Well, we ran all the way back to Coruscant and we started the war on our end officially. We've already been under attack for upwards of 50 years. There's been a mummy yeah. on Pamil. I mean, he didn't used to be a mummy. But <laughs> used to be a daddy. Anyways. <laughs> the war, 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 war. So many times yeah. in this uh in this cutaway, the, these two pages. Of yeah, and the this whole scene with with Gavin and those two, the the best part about it was the little kid, the little trooper that, yeah. that's supposed to be yeah. guarding the door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just walk by, they're like, Okay, this, this g- young kid. Give me your communicator. Yeah. Give me your white rifle. Okay, here, you can have it back. I took the, I took the batteries out of famous it. Famous old war veterans, yeah. right? <laughs> they just walk in, and yeah. now you have to stand here. Don't let anyone if through. If you leave, that's dereliction of duty, and yeah. you will be charged. <laughs> and he's so just, that means you have to. You can't go tell him that we're here. You have to wait till right. Yeah, I loved these that. these old sneaky old men. These old uh, these old Karelian pilots mm-hmm. <laughs> from all the X wing books, right? Yeah, man. This a this was a this was a good chapter though. I liked I liked Gavin's introspection and I liked that scene in the council chamber. Yeah, how, how that went crazy so quickly. How about a chapter title? Threats. War. Hey. Yes. Or Borsk's new nemesis. Okay. Because he at the end of that that segment there he like narrows his eyes at them and he like does the two fingers to his eyes yeah. at them he's like you're gonna 
get it. Yeah, and Gavin notices notices that, and he's like, okay, he's giving us what we want right now, yeah, but that is not a guarantee later. for the future. Which is such a stupid thing to even have to think when you're being attacked by aliens from another galaxy. Mm-hmm. And losing. Like, can you not be an ass and help us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Funny here, I didn't write Borsk. I wrote Bork. <laughs> Borks? No. No. <laughs> Bork. Ooh, chapter 35. I almost said my name. Because <laughs> I wrote J and A. <laughs> Jason and Anakin, on the other hand, are having another great conversation between these two of them. This is the best one so far. Mm-hmm. As we, through the end of this book, continue reflecting. They're both having nightmares recently over all the quote butchering and maybe the best question in this whole exchange comes from Jason, right? They're talking about uh, having scary nightmares, whatever they Mm -hmm. may be and how they had, they had to, had to, had to kill all these people, right? They had to. And then Jason posits this question of quote, how am I now a better Jedi Knight? than I was before. All I did was like murder a hundred people or more. How does that, even if I was saving all those people, how does that make me a better Jedi Knight? Right. Which is such a succinct summarization of his struggle. Yeah. Not to be too (laughs) repetitive with my S sounds. But that is just has been Jason in a nutshell. How is what am I, whatever I'm doing, how is that making me a better Jedi? Whether it's whatever Uncle Luke's telling me to do, whatever training I'm doing, whatever I'm studying about the philosophy of the Force. His question is, how is that making me a better Jedi? Mm-hmm. Anakin, on the other hand, quote, we kept some of the refugees alive and that's enough for me. He very, again, succinctly just wants to do heroic stuff and save people. Yeah. He wants to be an action hero like his Uncle Luke. Yeah. The way that he thinks of him in his mind, right? That's that's what he wants to do, and that's what he just did. So even though he is having nightmares because it was horrible, he still feels fine about all how it all went down. Yeah. His choices. They both have guilt of varying degrees. Yeah. But... It's he's come to terms with it a little quicker. Well, you're right because he's not thinking as deeply about it as Jason is, right? Mm-hmm. And Jason doesn't know what he wants to be something more than a Jedi. But for now, for now, I'm Jason Solo. What I will be in the future, however. Is anyone's guess. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, what I think that really is an allusion to is how is is watch. It's telling us watch how this war, 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 war. Watch how it's gonna change these characters yeah. in ways that they don't expect. Mm. What he'll be in the future, who knows? But how does this make me a better Jedi? 
I don't know. Excellent scene, though, I thought. Yeah. This is a really cool scene to wrap up towards the end of the book. Get these two brothers together who have been butting heads over philosophy of what it means to be a Jedi Knight all along. They just both stood side by side and did the same horrible things for the same noble reasons. Mm -hmm. Have the two of them now bump their philosophies against each other when they've been doing the same thing. Because previously they were butting heads. They've been doing separate, different things. Yeah. Now they were standing right next to each other in the same place, doing the same thing. And they come to still different conclusions. Mm-hmm. And Anakin gives him a little bit of advice about, because he said he wanted to go on a trip. And he's, well, maybe you have to try this philosophy and touch a little bit on what this person does and what this person does. Yeah. And you'll find your own path somewhere in there. Which Jason slightly resents because he's like, that sounds like Uncle Luke telling me I don't have enough experience. Yeah. Why does he resent it? Because he also thinks, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but who wants to be told that, right? Who yeah. wants to be told what that they don't know what they're doing, especially at 16? And the only way to find it out is to is by trying different things, man. Yeah. So that is really good advice for Mannequin. How about a chapter title? Dreams. A Brother's Guidance? Because I really think like that comment from Anakin, I forgot to talk about it. <laughs> good thing you did. Mm-hmm. But that comment from Anakin... Jason was already talking about, I want to go on some mystical journey and discover the force. I don't want to stick around here and train to be a Jedi Knight under my uncle master, Luke. Mm -hmm. There's much more to the force. I want to go explore it. And now Anakin is like reinforcing that. Yeah. And coming from his brother, that's your brother, right? Yeah, you definitely should. And it's somewhere in there. You'll you'll find find what you are supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. Mm -hmm. Here's a, here's a different chapter title. Less beautiful. Butcher Bros, Bad Feels? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alternate re- reality uh, negative yeah, it's focus. The, it's, my, it's my neg world <laughs> chapter titles. Chapter 36. Corin Horn. Last left him floating off, falling into unconsciousness, floating away into the force. But surprise, psych, he's not dead. Guess what happened? Ganner Rizod came back and saved him. Phew! Of course he did. He's a Jedi Knight. Yeah. Or a Jedi, or a Force user. I don't know what ranks these people have been given at this point. I haven't actually been paying that close of attention. I think there's like three Masters and maybe two. Right? <laughs> How does anyone else call themselves a master when there's 10 of you and one of you's Luke? <laughs> <laughs> just ask. Anyway, just ask. But yeah. Oh, surprise, surprise. Ganner saved him. Corin told everybody, fly away. I have to, st- I'll stay behind and buy you guys all time. And then he's like, well, I got time. Mm-hmm. Apparently what he did was he, what? He, they, he, they blew open the roof of the shell. The seashell thing? Yeah, yeah. And then he used his telekinetic powers from, like, the open... From the boarding ramp, right? Yeah. yeah. It just went... Whoop. Very cinematic, right? Yeah. Picture that. You fly in. He's on the end of the boarding ramp. You can see him in the sand all whipping up around. Pew, 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 pew. And then just Corrin's body comes rising up. It's what Anakin tried to do with Chewie. Oh, snap. I didn't even think of that mirroring effect. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That didn't work, though. This oh. one, well, Cornhorn's alive, and he's here with Luke 
and his wife, Mirax. He's fresh out of the back to tank. <laughs> drying off. Yeah, literally just drying off. And Luke wants Corrin to go look into a thread. Memory found out on this planet. Jedi have been stealing Jedi artifacts. Yeah. On Bemil. Not on this planet. I don't know where they are. I think Coruscant. The yeah. guy is dripping wet still from recovering in the medicine tank. <laughs> and he's like, all right, got a job for you. Not even dried off. And hasn't said hi to his wife. Hasn't hugged her. He's been gone on a mission. Gets out of the tank. And Luke goes, here's your job. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, this asshole just woke up himself. Yeah. God. Anyways, why are Jedi stealing Jedi artifacts? And they have this little moment where they're like, well, is it really stealing? Corrin <laughs> says, right? And Luke's like, yeah, I, I sort of agree. But also, it's not the way that we should be doing things. Yeah. And- sure, they belong to us, to our ancestors or the ancestry of our religion that we've chosen, right? And it would be good to research and know about them. and But we shouldn't be stealing them from people. Especially the Jedi. Like that people That's who bad are, guy stuff. Yeah, and people who are like learned in that kind of stuff, they should be studying it. That's right. <laughs> Why these, are we stealing from the people that can learn and, it? And researchers that you found on Bamil will be certainly handy to study all these artifacts that people have stolen and you're going to go find for us. That I'm sure will somehow tip the balance of this technology <laughs> war, right? Yeah. I think that's what we're alluding to here. Because for the first time ever, don't forget, this book ends and the next one starts written by the same person Yeah. for the first time ever in our 20 to 21 books. Mm-hmm. 20 and 21 are written by the same person, two in a row, yeah. in an actual duology. We've never done that before. Mm-hmm. We've gone uh, ABC, 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 right? So, I think... Keep your mind open and brain ready to receive some artifact Jedi studying that's going to unlock some sort of force thing that's going to counterbalance the uh, technology advantage that the Yuzhan Vong have right now that's so strong we almost just died at Dantooine. I just thought of a real world like comparison between the Yuzhan Vong and the rest of the galaxy here. Yeah. It's like the people who argue what's better between like regular vegetables or organic vegetables <laughs> <laughs> is it I, well they're the usual manga using all organic nothing like that and that's their way of doing it they hate their others yeah but i would also argue uh other vegetables are also organic <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways weird analogy but all right i liked it <laughs> well did you like that analogy let us know forever can podcast at gmail Dot com. I don't come up with too many. Please say you liked it. Oh, man. And so in this conversation, they also hit on how, oh, those Yuzhan Vong sure hate machines, don't they? They sure hate droids. And Luke <laughs> just wonders out loud. He just puts this out into the universe for us to read. Mm-hmm. Luke wonders if the Vong sometime in their past had had a war against droids. Droids maybe tried to destroy them or overtake them or something. And that's why they hate them so much. Okay. Where are you coming up with this from? But all right. That's absolutely unsupported conjecture. Mm-hmm. But maybe. The, the thing is, we don't know very much about these people. Yeah. 
these alien invaders that have come here from another galaxy, Tim. We don't know anything about them. And and from a, a, a the galaxy where they use all they use is technology all the time for everything they do. That right. is like a a thing maybe somebody would think as to why would they hate them. There's no reason to hate them unless they tried to destroy them at some other point. Yeah. Like there's no reason to. Ah, that's got to be why. But, but yeah, so like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be tied to anything else. Must have been. And that's like his Jedi brain, I guess, right? Why did we hate the Sith? Ah, because we had a war with them once. Mm-hmm. And they, they tried to destroy all of us. So we destroyed all of them. And now we would throw them all in a pit <laughs> if we could, like Naminor in the first book. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't understand them, Tim. Problem is, we're going to have to find out about them because they're not going anywhere and they're already everywhere. Yeah. And oh. all these uh, these characters, too, are also getting to the point where we've we've read and the with the pain and the scarring and the disfigurement, how that's yeah, like yeah, somehow yeah. culturally tied in. It's some sort of signification of rank. Yeah, and, and who is it? Status or it's, something. It's uh, Mirax. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I understand the scars. I understand the tattoos. I don't get the, like, the bone breaking and, like, because it's a disfigurement. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, it must be the love of pain. Yeah. It all comes from that, that torture rack thing. Yeah, right, right. Trying to figure out, why would you have the perfect <laughs> pain dispenser? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How about a chapter title? Um, knowledge. I went with a cooler council. Okay. These guys, they're thinking about the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> Not denying the Yuzhan Vong. Not having to be strong-armed into dealing with and it. And now we come to my least favorite part of the book. Because I forgot it existed. And I finished chapter 36 and I thought, wonderful. <laughs> Done. Welcome to the epilogue. It was perfectly spaced four chapters per episode. <sighs> and then they threw in that epilogue. Thing is, at some point I knew it, right? Because mm-hmm. we always look. How long is this? Blew it. Blew it. My brain... Absolutely blew it. Epilogue focuses on a Vong commander named Shadow Shai. He's special. Mm-hmm. We say words like Grashel, Saisi, Ningden. Alien words all over the epilogue. He's this political adversary of Naminor, apparently, mm-hmm. and family to the warriors who were eaten by slash rats near Bamil. He goes on and on and on and on and on about so many blasphemous actions that these humans have taken. They didn't recover the Yuzhan Vong dead, but they they came and stole Korn Horn back. So that means he must be alive because they don't respect the dead. They left all our dead people everywhere. They used machines. They left machines where they took our mummy. All kinds of stuff, right? Oh, they're bad. They are religiously evil people. These people who have wronged the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> Blasphemers. And Shadow Shai vows to taste the blood of Corin Horn. The end. Just out of nowhere, this guy is now a character. Appears in the epilogue and swears a blood oath death vow to kill Corin Horn. Yeah. 
like lining him up for one of the major antagonists of the story. It's what's going to happen in the next book, obviously, yeah. right? This guy's coming. But like, should he not have been sprinkled in all along through the book? I don't like even in it. Like, okay, you only have let's let's say you have, you have these two books to tell a story together. Mm. If this guy's going to be important in the second half of the book, introduce him before the end of the first book. Yeah, like the second half of the story. I mean, mm-hmm. right? He should be sprinkled. Yeah, even if not by name, you could just have him appear some guy who's like receiving a report about what ha- what's happening on Bamil before Corn even gets there. Yeah. And about how like, oh, we can't our scouts couldn't find that body because the magnetic field shifted on the planet since we came here and scouted, right? Mhm. Have that be earlier and then we look forward to finding that Yuzhan Vong. It was a cool surprise. Mhm. But I don't know. We're going to here to look for them anyways. It's not nothing wrong with foreshadowing that by being like, we didn't ever hear back from these scouts because we couldn't find them. We went and landed there with our new troops and we couldn't find them anywhere. Anyways, anyways, a lot of, it should have been opportunities to introduce this character earlier than an epilogue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He sounds like he's going to be important. He has a name. uh, Yeah. And how many Yuzhan Vong do we know with names? Namanor, Shadow Shai, that one guy that that was undercover on Belkadan, he had a name. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but he had one. And there's that other commander of the of that one ship. Yeah, his commander. Like four. So four, maybe five. Yeah. So obviously he's very important, but we don't hear about him until the epilogue page mm-hmm. 390 something and he's like three. 288 he's, he's respected and powerful because people are like averting their eyes yeah all the all the all kind of things all the uh, crew around him on his ship they obviously all revere him or at least have to act like they do because yeah. he's so important in their caste system and he's coming for these damn infidels the end how did we get here? Everyone is safe. Everyone is safe again for now. All our main characters, they're safe. They've been rescued by Admiral Crefe and his Ralrus de- Dex Machina. Dex? <laughs> <laughs> Ralrus Vox Machina. And we're all back to Coruscant? Yeah, the, and the refugees are on Agamar. Safe and sound. Yeah, I don't know. For Everybody's so. good except for the horrible psychological trauma that they are experiencing and is expressing itself through their dreams currently. Other than that, we're fine. We're saved. <laughs> so how do we get to this point? Find out next week when we cover the New Jedi Order, Book 2, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught, from beginning to end. In our full book review. Next week? Did I already say next week? Next week. Next week. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Taste the blood of the corn horn. <laughs> <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. 
Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at JPlazer. Check us out.